Hi, I'm Holly. And I'm Katrina. And we're the sacristans of Craighead Diocesan School. Welcome to the I Craighead podcast. Hello, I'm Martin Kane, and welcome back to the I Craighead podcast. We're beginning now episode two of a series where we're interviewing some of the old girls of Craighead and finding up, uh, finding out at least what they're up to now. We began last time with Hannah Taylor a couple of weeks ago, uh, who's working at Spec Savers in Timaru now, and this week we're lucky enough to have Alicia Cunningham who is working well at Craighead Diocesan School. Now I was having a chat with my year 11s uh, this morning and uh, many of them are telling me that their parents went to Craighead as old girls and uh, many of them are telling me some of the really exciting antics their parents got up to as boarders um, and telling me that uh, their parents were not very happy about the idea of sharing their stories on the I Craighead podcast for everyone to hear. I'd like to encourage you to actually come along and share your stories. Now you don't have to tell us all those dastardly antics that happened maybe just three or four of them you don't need to tell us all of them um so look feel free to come along have a chat i'll buy the coffee and it's icraighheadpodcast at gmail.com send us an email and we can get some more exciting episodes up about the old girls of craighead in the meantime however here's alicia and uh a chat we had this afternoon at uh the cafe so excuse the chinks of noises of cups and things like that, um, but it makes it more natural. Alright, so we're at the Village Cafe and I'm uh, having a chat with uh, old girl Alicia Cunningham and uh, thank you for coming along Alicia. No worries, my pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> so um, thank you for volunteering to be our second victim in the series. <laughs> so yeah. so um, if we start from the beginning, you, um, when you were at high school, well actually what was your... Year 15, what was your last year? Um, I was at Craigie Diocesan, I'm yep. an old girl of the school. Yep. Yes, yep. Um, and that was in 2003. Awesome. Maybe a while ago now. All oh, right. Mm-hmm. So back in those days, you would have had the, that was prior to NCEA. Can you tell us a little bit about the qualifications that happened? Mm, that um, so, we were the last year is for bursary. Um, so, the following, the following year, they introduced NCEA. Um, so it was it was actually really I, I liked there's different positives and benefits with it but um, at, in my year 13 I I did painting I did PE I did chemistry I did biology and then I did English so they were my five subjects at the time um, and yeah no, it, it went pretty well I think I had Glenis Perry as a painting so she's as you know, she's an amazing, amazing teacher, so she helped me get the results I did. And um, I had Ellen Faith, who I now actually work with, so that's quite a hard case. Um, and also, as a returning teacher to the school too, I there's quite a few staff still here, which was a bit weird first stepping back on um, into the school grounds with them, but no, it's fantastic. It's a fantastic school, and the girls are lucky with NZ... NZ um, CA now, and of course it's a few teething years, those first couple of years, but I think they've sort of hit the nail on the head and, and getting there, it's a work in progress, but I think 
the girls are more um, benefited now with NCCA than they did with bursary and school cert and sixth form, which was right. the, um, the qualifications in my last year at school. Okay. So just explain, how, how the bursary in year 13, how did that differ from NCEA now? Just, just. So with bursary, it was a percentage. Um, the tough thing was is that it, it was like a bell-shaped curve. So you didn't necessarily get the grades you got. They had to slot into the, this bell-shaped curve, which means you could get pulled up or pulled down, depending on your grades. Um, in sixth form, that was really tough, to be honest, because the school... It's com- the results completely dependent on the previous year's achievements. So, so the year 11 results? Yes, so right. the, the year prior to you doing sixth form certificate, depending on their grades, they got allocated certain numbers. Now, one was the best through to, I can't remember, I can't remember mm. the score, but a one was the best, two, three, four, in that order. So the following year, when you were to sit sixth form certificate, those numbers are the only ones allocated. So right. you, even though you might have got 100% in your exams, mm. if there was no ones allocated from the pr- previous year, mm. you may have only got a three. And so when you look at that compared to other schools, they might have got lots of ones, mm. and of course they have to be allocated to somebody, so the top top student in another school might have only got 72%, for example, and got allocated a one. So there's a lot of, a lot of issues there, and... Um, Inequality there, so I think NCCA, the, um, the girls are so fortunate now in Year Twelve, especially yes. they um, they get the results they deserve and to, um, they worked hard for themselves as opposed to a previous year. Oh, I see. Yeah. Do you think there was? Do you think it was harder in? So Year Twelve was pretty nasty that six form cert, wasn't it? Mm, mm. So in Year Thirteen, do you think the work for bursary was harder than NCA? Do you think? Um, I, I, I actually don't know if I could um, compare just because I didn't sit um, year th- when I was year seventh form, which is what it's called as well. Um, you got generally you got the percentage you got. So for those of us that are quite competitive too, and we expect and we're hard on ourselves, we want those top, you know, in the nineties or high eighties. It's different now. It's achievement and excellence, which, and then of course the additional one is as well. But I, I yeah, I'm not too sure if I can. I don't know the difference it, because I wasn't sitting year 13 and or level three. Easy to see, eh, so. All right. So you got your bursary at Craighead. You, mm-hmm. Did you get an A bursary? I did. Yes. Awesome. Well done. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. I know my um, my two brothers. They got B bursaries. Oh, good to you. One, one sick high. We're a very competitive family. So. <laughs> awesome. God, that's wonderful. <laughs> So what did you do with the A-Bursary? What did you then go and do after Craighead? Um, I really was heavily involved in sport and I love working with people as well. So I went down the lines of teaching. So I headed to Canterbury University and um, it was a four-year degree and I got a Bachelor of Education majoring in Physical Education and Health Biology and minored in outdoor education and science. So um, leading into talking to my careers teacher, I knew that just having PE as a teacher, um, I was going to be more favourable if I brought in a science or a maths, and um, biology worked well. So yeah, biology worked well. It was, obviously as as you know with biology, there's parts of it related to the human body as well, and and also I I was quite keen on plants and animals too, so it worked 
I had to work really hard in chemistry though, right, yeah, and yeah. Mrs. Brio was my chemistry teacher, and yeah. I remember so many times sitting in her office or in a classroom and she tutored and helped me so she was amazing yeah, yes, she was yeah, yeah. she had a lot of patience but um, I got there in the end and that yeah. comes down to persistence probably and yeah. a bit of hard work there'll so. be a few of the current students I think who can relate to that she, yeah. she only left very recently yes yeah. she did yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, that's great yeah. so I know um, when I went level um, well, the first year at university I had to sit some chemistry papers yes. and Again, that was the one area that I knew that I had to get work on, so I got some extra mm. help there. But, um, yeah. yeah, but no, it was good. It was yeah, awesome. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think in girls wanting to study, I think you've got to look at um, your opportunities and you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. If you can have a broader qualification, then you're more likely to be able to slot into a job. And, yeah. and I know a lot of my um, the people that completed my degree, their first job placement wasn't necessarily PE, it was actually their second subject and then after that they managed to get their way into PE or some chose to stay in their maths or science or music or whatever it might have been. Okay, so you got your Bachelor of Education and uh, and then what happened? Um, Then I um, obviously obviously looking for a job at the time but first of all I got married which was very young for this day and age. and with that came travel, mm-hmm. um, so headed over to about 16 different countries and saw a bit of the world, bit really? of a bit of a quick trip, but, yeah. um, and meant that I got to see all the main sites yeah. and attractions. So where'd you go, where'd you go, where was your uh, favourite? Oh, to be honest, I love Thailand, even though Thailand is just so relaxing and the people are amazing and the weather was warm and... It was so affordable as well. Yes. Um, I had two weeks in Thailand, then I headed over to London, based uh, south in London, and had friends at the time. London, mm, good to good for a bit of a party place, but it's very. Um, I couldn't live there. The right. hustle and bustle, and yeah. I remember hopping on the tubes, and no one would really, people wouldn't really talk to me. I start mm. striking up a conversation, and but um, really cool, cool experience, and go there. And it's if you haven't, you you got to get over there and see London. Um, and then headed around Europe, so I went around basically, basically majority of probably eighty percent of Europe. Um, Italy, Italy was amazing. The food. Yeah. My brother's currently in Italy today, actually, yeah. and the food in Italy was amazing. Yeah. Um, so not just the pizzas and the gelato. No, and everything's just yeah. amazing. Switzerland, I love Switzerland. It reminded me of home. And I had to, um, I had to laugh too. We were on a bus heading in, and there was a mountain with of course snow on the top. And there's quite a lot of Australians on the bus at the time, and they said, "Oh, what's at the top? Is that like cloud or sheep, sheep together at the top?" They didn't realise it was snow, <laughs> so it was quite a hard case getting to the top. And and um, at the very top of the hill, we did a cog train, which took us to the highest mountain, highest peak in Europe. And of course, we know how to pack a snowball pretty tight. And these Australians were picking up loose handfuls, and let's say um, we, they came worse off than we did. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, Switzerland was amazing, just because the countryside and um, Singapore on the way home. Very clean place, probably my least favourite of all the places. But um, I'm not really a city girl. I'm more yeah. sort of a smaller rural town yeah so um but no it was fantastic and it brought in my brought in my mind as well coming back and um getting stuck back into teaching yeah, yeah. so where did you where'd you go where, where was your um, first job and i did a lot of relief teaching until i got a placement yep. uh, until i got a permanent job but um fortunate enough i got a job at timmery girls high school awesome. yeah so i taught 
PE, biology and yeah. science and health there. Yes, yeah. So that was great. And at the time we were just built a house in the country here in Timaru. So um, never thought I'd return back to Timaru, but I did and I, I love the place for it. It's fantastic. So. Yeah. So yeah. was you were studying, were you Christchurch or Otago? Canterbury University. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I actually just heard that this is the final year it's running that degree. It was um, half your day was spent at Canterbury University and half at Teachers College. Yeah, okay. So it was a University of Canterbury degree, but mm. yeah. But if now it's the last year, and I'm not too sure why, I haven't really delved into it. But um, yeah, it was the last year this year. Bit of a change then, Philip. Yeah. Yeah. So back to Timaru and relief teaching and, and mm. placement at Girls High. I've yes. heard rumours that you know you were did pretty well there too. You know. So, yeah. <laughs> no, I loved um, I loved being back in Timaru and and um, it was fantastic. It was of course that first year teaching. It's always nerve wracking, but the girls were great and um, and it was, I was teacher in charge of netball, so that was cool. I got to play and. And look after some teams there, so yeah, it was it was good back, being back in Timor, even though I was sort of a bit hesitant at the start. But um, yeah, yeah. So and from there, I was there for two years, and then um, I chose to have children early, just with health conditions. They said early, or you may not. So um, yeah, so that's quite exciting, and. I resigned um, from Girls High yeah. and focused on being a mum, which is really cool. And we had three children, actually within two years, eight months, or three. So looking back now, it was crazy to think we did that, but at the time it was fine. Um, and I was fortunate enough to be at home for about five years with those children growing up. And that was probably the hardest job I've ever done, to be honest. Um, and pretty rewarding, but pretty tiring, but amazing. I, I wouldn't... You know, I wouldn't take it back for anything. So, yeah. Awesome. So, five years, so they'll be... How old are they now then? They are... What are they now? Six, seven yeah. and eight. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, so getting through and they're loving school. And they are. Are they netballers like you? Um, Mackenzie, my eldest, she's almost, she's nine at the end of the year. She's very, very tall. She's, yeah. she's going to be taller than me and she is playing netball. Yeah. yeah. More of an attacker, not a defender like right, I was. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, no, she, she loves it. And um, Isabel, middle child, she is she does gymnastics. Yeah. And Jonty's an avid rugby player, the son, the youngest one. So, but it's great. I am very much about. I don't make the kids um, do any sport in particular. So yeah. long as they do one thing, yeah. um, then they're part of. You know, they're learning the skills about being in a team and commitment and that. I don't. They jump around. The girls. Mackenzie's settled into netball now, but they've played everything from football to table to everything so it's, it's yeah. good for them to just their only kids at the end of the day and yeah. not have that pressure on them at a young age so yeah all right and um and then surprise surprise all of a sudden you come and join the crowd at Craig yeah. yeah um bit of a crazy thing to do it was <laughs> it was it was it's a it's the best thing I've ever done to be honest but right. I was currently when the kids were, when my youngest was coming into school, I thought, right, I'll do something. So um, I was at Seabay as a Les Mills gym instructor and a personal trainer and a fitness instructor. So um, working there just part time, which worked in well, worked around the kids, which, you know, it's important for me to be able to pick them up from school each day and be there for them. Um, but it was sort of got to a stage and thought, oh, you know, I'm thinking my degree and my qualifications, I'm quite keen to delve back into 
something a bit more challenging and a bit different. And I was, the kids were at a great age where they were settled in at school. And um, sure enough, this advert, the ad came in for a director of sport at Craighead. So, yeah, I thought... The funny thing was, before I saw the job myself, I got private messages from four different people saying... I know you love Seabay, however, look at this job, it's got your name all over it, it's, it ticks all the boxes, what you're, you know, it was sport, it was back in school, and it was managing, and um, if anyone knows me, they know that I'm a list maker, and one of the, probably a little bit over-organised person, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's been actually wonderful to, wonderful to um, have you back, so... So you've seen it from a student's point of view and a staff point of view. So what do you notice has changed at school? Um, well, first of all, the facilities. It's amazing um, how fortunate the girls going through school now is. Mm-hmm. Um, brand new gymnasium, which I'm fortunate enough to manage, is a huge asset. Uh, when I was at school, we had the old gym, which is quite a small, is a hall and the gym, um, and obviously since then the girls have turned into a boarding house, and um, big, and then it was knocked down to build the first one, so that's the biggest thing is facilities, the use of the new music suite, the auditorium, the new boarding house, um, so the grounds, it's amazing, the, the facilities are amazing. Um, the girls are still as amazing and respectful as they were as a student. Um, one thing I do do notice is when I jumped around relief teaching, as you do, you put your name in the hat for any local schools. Is it was it was a pleasure coming to Craighead and relief teaching. You didn't there's no behaviour management whatsoever, and um, quite often you felt sort of a little lost because the girls just got on and did their job, and you're sort of at the front of the class going, "If you need me, I'll just be up here." So um, yeah, and that hasn't changed. I know. I'm not in a teaching capacity as such mm. now, although I do take some girls sometimes. Mm. Um, when I pop into classes and the girls stand when I walk in, yeah. it respects all the year and tradition, which is fantastic. Cool. Yeah. Um, going into the staff room, we're so fortunate. We've got a really good crew at school. Mm. And it's, um, oh, it's, I almost don't call it work. It's great to get in there. And everyone's very friendly when I first walked into the staff room. Even people that weren't there when I was a student, they... Mm bent over backwards to make sure I knew where I was going and understood and knew the ins and outs of the job. So, yeah, it's very welcoming and um, lovely environment to be involved in. And, of course, the parents, the support there, and um, that's that's few and far between at school. So, very lucky. Yeah. <laughs> and are you keeping your registration sort of active so that... Mm, well, that's... I would love to. Yeah. Now, this is... Um, of course, I was out for so many years raising the children, and then when, of course, the children were at school, I wanted mm. to get back into teaching. It's a fantastic profession mm. to have children with the school holidays. Mm. And um, however, at the time, it's since changed. They realised that basically, when I looked into um, when I looked into it, I would have had to gone up to North Island for a twelve to sixteen week course right. away from the children, which. First of all, that's not going to work at all. And I was looking at just going back part-time. The kids were still quite young. Um, and they were going, the fees were something like $6,000 to do it. So when you weigh up the costs, you know, A, I wouldn't leave my children for that long. And B, what I'm outlaying for just to keep my, no, keep my you know, head in the game yeah. and um, a little bit of 
little bit of extra income when you're at home with the kids. It just wasn't worth it. Right, yeah. um, so that's why I went to Seabay and yeah. did a little bit of part-time and back in the fitness industry and teaching people with programs and fitness. So sort of, kind of like teaching. Yeah. And a, yeah. But um, yeah, and even even now they have changed a wee bit. Um, I think they got to a point where they were tapping on shoulders and cold calling saying, look, can you come back? Yeah. Um, teaching, we're very short of relievers around the place. Yeah. And they have taken that into account now, and um, since then, which is great, they've reviewed it, and you can now get back into teaching and do it while you're teaching. So you can update during your teaching. Um, however, after looking into it with um, Mr. Paul Wayne, yeah. it was it's a lot of work, and right. I know a lot of people, um, a lot of people that I've talked to, they said it's it's near impossible to do this. So I think it's still a work in progress. Um, and that's one thing I think they need to look after people that want to take some time out to raise children mm. and also get it back into the workforce mm. and then I think this day and age with more and more um, businesses and jobs you can work remotely and also there's that, has to be that flexibility and there's more and more um, you know, stay at home dads as well Like it, things, times have changed and I think this I was unfortunate at Craighead. Um, Lindy's fantastic. She's very understanding that I've got a family as well. Yeah. And I think if you work hard and you get getting the work done, um, mm. there's that relation, that, res- that respect. Mm. Mm. And um, and I think more and more workplaces are realising that and allowing that bit of flexibility or working remotely. And I think that's where it's heading to, to be honest. Less, less offices, mm. less, um, there's a lot of money to lease an office or have an office mm. and set up um, remote offices at home. So, And that's, of course, it's going to help those people that want to have both, have a family and a career. And that's one thing I sort of almost had to choose, is a career or a family. And now I'm, I've got the best of both worlds. Yeah. Hey, it's been a real pleasure talking to you and catching up and you know, thank you for thank you for being the chat. An incredible story and um, yeah, um, you know great to have you back in the school. Yeah, thank you, I love being here. <laughs> Thanks. So thank you Alicia for that. It's absolutely wonderful to have had that chat and caught up with uh, what you've done since you've left Craighead and in fact come back. If you're an old girl of Craighead and you've been enjoying listening to this podcast series, then it's you we want to hear from next. iCraigheadPodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email and uh, we'd love to hear your stories. In the meantime, make sure you give us a rating on iTunes uh, so that we can get up in the uh, ratings there. And make sure you tell all your friends about the iCraighead Podcast. Until next time, Take a moment to follow our Facebook page, our Twitter feed if you're into that, so that we can keep you up with the happenings of your old school.